Hi, this is Presley Brew. You're listening to Billy Brew Radio. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Billy Brew Radio. It is uh, Thursday, your weekly excursion into broadcast incredibleness. I'm your host, Billy Brew. Thank you for making my show a part of your listening habit every Thursday, and you're hearing us on The Real 1100, on the air and everywhere, um, WWEAM Atlanta. I always want to think Vince McMahon should be involved in this for some reason. You can stream live. You can't hear it over the air. Real1100.com. There are other ways to catch this award-winning show. Real 1100 uh, app for your iPhone and um, Android. Yeah, that's just a well-rehearsed show, isn't it? Um, you can also download the TuneIn Radio app. iHeartRadio is another way to find us. Billy Brew Radio all over social media. Got a Facebook page, got an Instagram page, and also on LinkedIn. Why LinkedIn? Why not? Um, and then we take this award-winning broadcast and convert it into podcasts, and you can find that on the Apple, Google, and Anchor podcast, among many. And if you want to contact the show directly, send me an email. BillyBrewRadio at gmail.com. B-I-L-L-Y-B-R-E-W-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com. My guiding light. Producing. Greg. That's all i got to say. My guiding light. And this edition, this award-winning edition of Billy Brew Radio is brought to you by Habersham Home Solutions. It's the new year, 2020, and Habersham Home Solutions and Landscape has clear vision of how to help you with your projects around your home or office. You already know they specialize in handyman work as well as landscape design and installation, but did you know they offer junk removal, packing, service help for social gatherings and dinner parties at your home, assembly of those time-consuming kids' toys, pet-sitting services to suit your busy schedule. You name it, they probably do it. Let Habersham Home Solutions and Landscape facilitate all of your home or office projects. Give them a call, 770-616-5979. Locally owned and operated, your trusted and dependable partner, Habersham Home Solutions and Landscape, 770-616-5979. Good morning. This Align with Anne Minute to Heal Yourself is focused on inner balance. It is where we seek more than just a material life. Perhaps ask yourself, what is it that I want to create? Speak this out loud. Then, in the quiet moments, listen to the answers. This is the place where what I need to do is defined and designed. Focus on the accuracy of who you really are. We aren't our energy, we are energy, and energy is powerful. It is built around patterns of worthiness, beliefs, and compassion. Becoming an alchemist or one that transforms something from nothing. Try it. You might just find home. Create a day worthy of each breath. Have a great day, Atlanta. That is aligned with Anne, uh, the wonderful Anne Butters, and uh, so far, she's a weekly fixture on this show, so uh, it's great to have her inspirational message uh, every day. All right, speaking of great, I've got a great uh, person. Uh, I'm very happy to have this uh, very special guest uh, with me this hour, and I'm uh, just going to get right to it. Please welcome to the uh, Billy Brew Radio singer-songwriter Morgan Rowe. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you're here. appreciate you asking me to come. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. We, uh, 
I've been I've been working on you for a while, and so finally she <laughs> relented. Yeah, uh, my my I have my ways. I have my ways. Um, let's just get right to it. You were not born. I for some reason, and we talked about this before the show. I thought you were an Atlanta native, but no. No, I'm just a uh, a vagabond who just like strolled in with some suitcases. You're and, not a carpet bagger, are and you? I stayed for like ever now. <laughs> You're stuck with me. No, I love it. I love it. Where were you born? I was born in Aiken, South Carolina. Uh, okay, I know, odd. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, you know, my parents were from Statesville, and so they moved back home when I was three. And uh, yeah, so Statesville, North Carolina. When so when did you move down here? Uh, I moved here in uh, November of 1999. Okay. What uh, was it? it Had you been to Atlanta before that, or is it kind of the... Yes, I'd been to Atlanta okay. a couple times. Okay. Yeah. So as a resident, what did you think of Atlanta? And that was 21 years ago, and now what do you think of Atlanta today? Uh, I don't like to go on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> I made you... I forced you to go on the highway today. You absolutely did. <laughs> now, Atlanta, Atlanta's pretty groovy. Um, you know, I, I love a lot of things about it. You know, there's so much um, diversity in so many different areas of it. And um, I think that, I think that you know, one thing that I really wish was the singer-songwriter music scene was a little bit bigger. It was a lot bigger when you came to town. It really was. And even in the 80s. Uh, <clears throat> it was. It was. What, so what do you what do you attribute that to? It just is it different forms of how to get entertainment? People don't go out as much as anymore. I, what do, what do you attribute that to? I think that I think honestly that people just don't go out to hear someone they don't know. You know, if they haven't heard them on the radio, had they haven't seen their video on YouTube, they just aren't going to go and check out a new uh, artist. Um, seriously. Well, I mean, the Rolling the Rolling Stones had to start somewhere. Yeah, but you know that was back when they didn't have TV. Yeah, that's like true. as much. You know, I mean, you know, they didn't have yeah. like MTV and all that yeah. stuff. So, or, or, yeah, even more current. Dave Matthews. I mean, they <laughs> had to get on the air somehow. Someone had to listen to him. Well, yeah, I mean, to the original stuff. Absolutely, a, that's absolutely. a hard sell, though, isn't it? It definitely is. Definitely is. And you know, I mean, I think that uh, you know, having radio shows like yours uh, helps to lift a singer songwriter. Into maybe some ears that someone didn't know, you know. So. Well, that's that's a, was partially part of the idea of of, mm-hmm. of the show to, to to expose people to right. local quality. I mean, great local musicians who you've never heard of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now I've heard of you. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, um, is it something about are the are are venues disappearing for a singer songwriter? No, I think I think that's interesting that you say that. But I think a lot of venues are geared more towards uh, cover music. And tribute bands, exactly. What it's a big deal. It's that's a big that's deal. been a, a long time. Listeners of the show know mm-hmm. that's a, a weird sticking point to me. I would rather go see the Rolling Stones than Rolling Stones tribute band. Right. Nothing against the tribute band. At least they're getting money and they're getting paid. Right. right. But I, as a fan, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just a jaded. You know yeah. what? You know, I yeah. don't want to hear somebody else's version of Jumpin' Jack Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather hear an original song and give a local artist a chance. For sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a lot of these venues, uh, you know, they'll like, you know, you can throw in an original every now and then, but you have to really mainly play cover songs. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, sometimes you have to sneak it in. You don't even announce it. You just no, play it and then right. move on to the next song. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody hear that? Yes. <laughs> it was real low. <laughs> yeah. Now, and another interesting thing you told me was you started out as a drummer. Oh yeah, that's so cool. Oh yeah. Uh, how long? Know, when were you? How old were you? Early age. I mean, uh, my parents, uh, I think, got me uh, drumsticks like when I was a little kid, and I used to play on the back seat, and uh, I drove my dad crazy uh, playing on the headrest. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm a bo- oh. So yeah, I played. Uh, I played. Started playing uh, at an early age. Um, snare drum. You know, started with just snare drum and. Um, kind of more of a, a school band type situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But then quickly went into uh, you know a trap set too. Um, but uh, I stuck with um, snare drum for concert band and for marching band. Uh, and concert band, I also played timpani. Um, and uh, then I was in jazz band, so I played trap set in jazz band. That was in high school. Um, and I even played that when I was in the military. I, I played drums in the military, too. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're too modest. Too modest. <laughs> you, as a singer-songwriter, you don't play, you don't, you don't play, you play only your music. Uh, for the vast majority of the time. Okay. There's, there's only a few instances where I do play covers and, um, Amplify Decatur is one of those. And that's a little, um, they do these shows in, uh, in Decatur at Eddie's Attic and they have the big one in the spring, but that's, that's, uh, the, the big concert with a lot of the well-known artists, but the, the little ones that do at Eddie's are, um, uh, where local musicians come together and they play two or three songs of a cover of something that uh, that they're wanting to highlight for that. And, and this this particular one that I'm doing in February is uh, People versus Oppressors. Okay, so, yeah. is that sim- in the similar vein as 500 Songs for Kids? You know, they do you get to choose your own cover? Uh, with it, well, we have to. Uh, yes, you get to choose your own cover, <clears throat> um, and uh, a lot of times it's an artist that you have to go with. You have to get those cover songs. But for this one, it's mostly either songs about the people or songs about the oppressor. Uh, So, yeah. So I think I'm doing uh, Get Together. um, Oh, yeah. The uh, Young Bloods. Yeah. Right on. Right on. And um, Bob Dylan song. Shoot, I can't remember what it is, and a Willie Nelson, uh, Willie Nelson song. I can't remember. I can't. Oh, I, that's a, you that's know, an eclectic mix. I'm going to have to start practicing. <laughs> <I think. laughs> so, when did you trans, uh, transition from drums to guitar? Um, and why? Drum sets are hard to carry around. <laughs> Yes, they are. Drum sets are hard to practice in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just it was it was a matter of I just wanted simplicity, and so that's what I did. <laughs> so I, it was about in uh, ninety uh, nineteen ninety probably nineteen ninety one somewhere around there. I switched. Huh? Do you have formal musical training? Uh, negative ghostwriter. I do not. <laughs> so you're are you self taught on the guitar? Yes, yes, I am. That's awesome. Yeah. I just I went out and bought a guitar. I think my first guitar was a Washburn. Yeah. Um and uh great guitar. I mean, I I don't have any bad things to say about it, but uh it was the first one I had and I just learned a few chords and I just immediately started writing songs instead of learning other people's songs. Have you always had that creative it's how do you start out? Do you start out with the the words in kind of a poetry form and then put music to it or vice versa or is it a combination of both? Well, it's kind of a combination of both. But I started out writing poetry, like <clears throat> from high school, junior high, that time frame. I was a I was a definitely a poetry uh, poetry kind of writer, um, and I think it just sort of spilled over easily into lyrics and songwriting. Do you have a a go to structure of your lyrics? You know, like no. I- I'm freeform. Okay, good. Uh, I'm really freeform, and and a lot of times uh, I don't dwell on it too much. Um, although I, you know, of late struggling writing uh, is is hard. So I tend to want to do more of a um, just sort of like 
let it a constant flow of just sentences on a page, just okay. kind of like just let it go. Stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. Just write, 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 and then go through it and look and see what you've got, and then kind of go from there. But then other times I'll have a direction I want to go, and I'll know exactly what I'm singing and what I want to do, and I'll write it. Uh, and then sometimes it's just like it all of a sudden. It's like there's a mystery writer. It's like there's some sort of mystery writer inside of me, and I just go, boom, and I write a song. Like you, you become possessed by somebody else? For sure. I mean, <laughs> I, well, I, I don't know any other way to talk about it yeah. because it's like, it's like I don't know that that – I mean, that just, that just happened, you know? So you can write a song in five minutes, or it could take five years to write one song. Correct. Correct. Is it – I'm no songwriter. I've written a handful in my life, and mm-hmm. I, I do find that in your early 20s – you got all the time in the world to be creative, but mm-hmm. as as life gets going and you become an adult, <laughs> God forbid, yes. it's harder to be you get get that creativity going. It is harder, and uh, you put pressure on yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's kind of a passion. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, at this stage in the game, this is more fun for me. This is more, uh, uh, I enjoy it to do it. You know, um, there were times when I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm totally going to mm-hmm. make it. But now it's more like. Okay, I kind of had to give up on that little bit of a dream and just say, okay, let's just try to write the best songs you can. But there's pressure on you because you're like, should I just stop doing this? You know, should I just stop trying to to make this happen? But I don't want to because it's such a uh, it gives me such a beautiful feeling to play music. Yeah, you'd be denying yourself incredible yeah. pleasure. Like exactly, that. exactly. But you know, you you look at you look at that blank page and you look at it for weeks and yeah. you go. What you know? What's going on here? Um, but you know, I've had a lot happening in my last you know several years, yeah. so five, six years, and it's just I think that that has a lot to do with it. You know, I've written very few songs in the last five or six years. I've probably written six songs in the five or six years, yeah. so or seven maybe songs. I don't know, but um, but that's that's not that's not adequate. I mean, that's that's kind of um. Uh, it makes me a little sad that I couldn't make more music happen. But, yeah, but your priorities shifted. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yes. And maybe now that hopefully some of that dust has settled, uh, do you feel that you'll be a little bit more prolific this year? I do. <clears throat> I, I do. And I and I feel like um, I'm going to find the muse again. Um, I mean, I've already got three songs uh, that are pretty close to being finished. Um, that I feel pretty comfortable with uh, being new and uh, being able to debut them at some point, maybe at the, my March 9th show. But um, but yeah. And, and and as the show goes on, I, would, I do want you to give out all the dates where you're playing around town. Absolutely. What what so tell us about the February 7th show. Um, it's an Amplify Decatur show. Okay. Uh, which Amplify Decatur is um, basically that it's a organization that um, raises money for the homeless um, situation, and it's a wonderful uh, you know um, organization. And it's at Eddie's Attic. Okay. Uh, what a great venue that is! It's always fun to play. It's yeah. it never disappoints. Just no. never disappoints. Um, it, yeah, it, I mean it's and it's, it's it's established. Yes. So it's not like you're going. I've never been to Eddie's Attic. It's a it's and it's comfortable for right. you. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, you can probably look it up on Facebook, Amplify Decatur. Okay. Um, but um, I don't actually know who some of the other artists are. Um, I'm just happy to be included in it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Well, you were fortunate enough for me 
that you brought your takamini. I've never know how to say that. It's a takamini. Takamini. That's just that's what I said. I said it very sexy, and you said it very like uh, stumbly, bumbly, stumbly, bumbly. <laughs> <laughs> Would you grace us with a song? I will, just because you asked nicely. Thank you. Okay, this. Well, I'll let you set it up. Okay, this song's called Redemption. Um. And it's relatively new. Uh, it's it's. I will say it is a couple of years old, but it, you know, a lot's happened, and not a lot of people have heard this song. So. Okay, Morgan Rowe. A careful house. Shadows fall into the night Without you Dim between The bounding of the rain The heart beats without you I don't know what I was thinking Should have used a little more reason But every time Come on, done. All I need is you, my redemption. And everything just fades away. And all I need is you, my redemption. And everything just fades away. about you is in between the bounding of the rain and the heart beats without you and I don't know what I was thinking should have used a little more reason but every time I come undone and all I need is you my redemption and everything just fades away and all I need is you my redemption and everything just fades away and everything just fades away Everything just fades away. Outstanding. Morgan Rowe. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks Thank so you. much. That was beautiful. Thanks. That was Thanks. wonderful. And a little bit later on, we're going to play uh, a recorded uh, song. Absolutely. At the break. But that was wonderful. So uh, what what kind of inspiration you drew on that song? Um, I, th- I think, you know, when I write uh, a lot of times, well, being single... Uh, and you write a love song, it's kind of like what you'd like, you know, okay. what, what you would like to happen, okay. you know. Um, Are most of your songs very personal? Oh, they're, personal all, they're all true songs. They're all personal songs, yes. Really? They all have a certain meaning. Uh, like the one you're going to hear later has a definite meaning. It's, um, it's about depression. It's okay. about losing yourself. It's about falling. Uh, and it's about trying to reach out and 
uh, have someone grab a hand and help you out. Mm. That's what that one's about. That's okay. what long. It's called Long Way Down. Okay, and we'll play that probably just a uh, oh yeah about fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Um, who's who are your some of your early influences when you when you were a, a kid and learning whether it's on the drums or when you transitioned to right. guitar? It's like man, I want to be like that person. I I was a big Gene Krupa fan. Uh, I was. <laughs> I mean, people are like, I love it. Who the heck is that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I was a big fan of his, and uh, I was also a Karen Carpenter fan, only because she was a drummer and a singer, you know, and it just really was awesome. Few people realize what a great drummer she oh, was. Oh, she was fantastic. Oh, my God. Go back and look at some mm-hmm. of those 70s Absolutely. stuff. It's great. Yeah, she was a big influence on me uh, with percussion, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like, um, uh, I, I would say um, Carol King. Yeah. Um uh, I mean, there's a lot of really good singer-songwriters, you know, uh, James Taylor, uh, a lot of these people that I grew up listening to um, got me kind of creatively. I love a good melody. I love I love a good transition. Um, I love songs that mean something, yeah. like that they have a story that they tell. And so it's hard sometimes to listen to music now. Um if you don't choose what music you want to listen to, because yeah. I just find that it's just random stuff that they've thrown out there and made a song with it because it just, it's like, mm, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you like a cohesive, uh, I do. from start to finish. And- I, w- I want to be connected to that artist. I, and, and, and the, the other thing is that, you know, that I want the audience to be connected to me, mm-hmm. you know, especially if I'm going to play a venue that's uh, no talking venue, I want to touch each individual of those uh, people in the audience, I want them to come to me at the end of the show and go, wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, I want them to be, I want it to be a powerful impact on them, whether whether they are suffering from depression or they've lost a parent or, um, you know, whatever, whatever the loss it is, or they're in love or, or in, lost love or whatever. And it's pretty raw. It's just you and your guitar on mm-hmm. stage by yourself. Right. Speak, and, and, and I mean, that's an intimate setting. Yeah, and I'll tell you a story. I, I wrote a song. My mom died in 2002, and uh, it took a little bit of time. I think it might have been a year or two that I actually was able to put down the song. But when I put it down, um, it, it it just happened within 30 minutes. I had written the song. And it's called, it's on my second record, which is um, dance, called Dancing a Long White Line, which is the title of the song. Okay. Um, and it is it is a it is a raw song, very raw. Uh, and you can feel it in the lyrics. You can feel it in the tone of my singing. But I remember singing at the Decatur Arts Festival and playing this song and just crying as yeah. I was singing it because it's just. I, I mean, it was really. And this was kind of early on, so it was really hard to 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 play it and sing it at the same time. Do the best songs come from heartache and depression and absolutely, and, yeah, absolutely. So you can't just win win the lottery and, and write a no. <laughs> No. I'm happy. I'm rich. And you know, it's 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 kind of the the catch twenty two. You know, you want to be in love and all that stuff, and and probably the leading up to love. You know, you could probably write a good song, but when you're in love, it's like all of a sudden you can't write a song. You know? <laughs> well, you're a little preoccupied too, and, perhaps. And and it's like you know, I don't I don't know how that works. But then you lose then you lose love, and you're like, I'm writing a That's you right. know tear in a beer song. <laughs> Are, 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 do you write love songs, or are they? Yeah, I've got some love songs. Out I mean, not there. not poppy love songs, are they? 
Uh, no. Um, but a little, little darker, maybe, or there, a little yeah. There's definitely there's definitely some of that. Um, you know, gray on the Dancing Along White long, uh, Line um, album is a is a it's a pretty like a break. It's a it's a, there's been a breakup and you know kind of song. And then there's a <laughs> there's there's fallen so far, uh, which is a love song, and. Uh, doesn't you know. sound too lovey falling, but I mean, see, falling. yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Do you collaborate with anybody else on songwriting process, or is it just you? No, and I've often wanted to, but I'm also afraid to do that. Why so? And I, I don't know what it is. There's like some sort of, um, I just don't know. I, it'd have to be the right person. Okay. I'd have to have the right fit. Someone who, who, who has the right feel uh, for um, what I'm trying to say. Or, or the direction I want to go, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably picky about that, you yeah. know. And it's not, it's, it's probably not anything that I should be. I should probably try to write with someone. It might help me to, to, you know, pick up the pen and write some more now. So now, I don't some, know. Some singer songwriters might think it's a control issue. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, but I'm, but, but I, you, don't, but you I, don't look like a controlling I person. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it is, but it probably is. Yeah. You know, it probably subconsciously, really is. you know, yeah. you control the whole process, the the product. Exactly. Now, maybe when you're in the studio recording and you have other musicians, mm-hmm. do you allow them to collaborate and say, "Hey, what if I try this?" Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I leave that up to the other musicians. Uh, you just give I, them the bass. I, I basically I give them my guitar part and I give them my lyrics, and I will definitely say. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, that's not the direction this song's going to go. You know, with a, with a bass line or with a drum beat or whatever. I'm like, can we do a little? You know, because I am a drummer, so it's like I kind of want a little bit of more of this. You know, Are versus you, uh, that. Man, so drummers must be a uh, little intimidated to go in the studio with you because I, I can't slide this by her. She's going to catch it, you know. I think most people are like, <laughs> I have good rhythm. So the drummers like playing with guitar players who ha- are rhythm guitar players that can mm-hmm. actually play rhythm guitar. That's right. So I think that it works both ways, but yeah. It sets a percussive te- uh, tempo. Yeah, absolutely. When you, when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have done not only – oh, let me, ask, let me go back in my head. Um, what was your first gig ever as a singer-songwriter? Oh wow! Um, I mean, it could have been a house party. Just your first time on stage as Morgan Rowe. I have a guitar. Here I am. I think it was a coffee shop uh, on Emerald Isle, um, and uh, yeah, it was a coffee shop. And I was just playing. Uh, I think I was still in the military at the time, and I was uh, just playing songs that I'd written that that were probably just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Were you nervous? Do you remember the feeling? Or and oh what? heck yeah, I was yeah. nervous. Yeah, I was so nervous. And, and did you have to be talked into going to do it, or did you have no, to talk no, to no, yourself? No, I, no, I was this. just like, I'm doing this. You know, I had some friends who, uh, you know, had a coffee shop, and they were like, "You should come and play. You should absolutely come and play." And I'm like, uh, "Okay." And then I was like playing, and I was like, "Nobody's gonna want to hear these songs." <laughs> but it turns out that you know some of those songs I've, I've, uh, you know, were on the first record. You know, so and is that typical musicians? Uh, self-esteemed like oh no one wants to hear my stuff i should have played you know james taylor or something well yeah i mean some of that is uh and some insecurities of that, maybe that's what and, i'm thinking and, of. and i think that when you play a uh some place where there's a lot of talking and 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 you're you're thinking no one's really listening but but they're actually side listening you know i mean but it's harder for a musician who's who's putting everything out there mm-hmm. to play in a crowded room or, or a, a room that's even half crowded with just a lot of conversation going on how does that 
how does your ego handle that? Because I play in a very loud band, so I can't tell if they're talking or not. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you, by nature, you can hear people. I can tell. You can hear full conversations, I bet. It'll irritate the heck out of me. But, you know, I, you just have to keep it together. And, and I mean, there, there have been shows that I've played with the band and just been like, you know, why are we doing this gig? (laughs) You know, I mean, no one's listening, Uh, but you just do it because you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know, th- so those kinds of shows, you're just going to get paid for that. You know, I, I, I would play for free if someone would listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. You need to get paid. Someone would just listen to me. <laughs> it's. I, I look at it something. You're standing alone on, on the stage at Ed Exotic. That's like a comedian. It's just you. Yeah. Well, you, you have to you, be funny too. You have to be funny. Well, yeah. What's your interaction with the audience like on an intimate setting or anywhere really? Well, I I, I particularly like to make people laugh, and uh, you know, I'll I'll uh, I'll lead in with something. You know, just usually something will come to me and and uh, an inspiration of some sort of funny banter will happen um because yeah. as hard as i mean you, you strum fairly hard so i'm sure you have to maybe check your tuning between each I song do. so you have to have some sort of rapport you can't just have oh absolutely yeah just silence and mumble mumble and stuff oh yeah for sure and well there have been some times where i've done that and i, I can't tune and talk at the same time or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know but yeah i mean i think that's part of the fun of it you know that for me is part of the fun of it Cool. All right. Well, we're going to stop right there. We're going to play a quick commercial. And then on the other side of the commercial, we are going to play. Did I write this down? What are we going to play? A Long Way Down. A Long Way Down. Uh, this is when you were in the studio. And so, and then we'll come back after that song and we'll, and we'll have much more with the great Morgan Rowe. Y'all stick around. Let me tell you about our good friends over at Buckhead Pet Pals, Atlanta's premier pet sitting company. You know, we treat our pets just like members of the family. So does the team at Buckhead Pet Pals. Do you travel a lot for work? Do you actually work long hours? Do you need a reliable and trusted partner in looking after your pets? Give Shannon and her team a call at 404-303-0312. They have 20 years of pet sitting experience in Buckhead. Buckhead Pet Pals, 404-303-0312. It's a long way down 
Welcome back to Billy Brew Radio, and that was called A Long Way Down by Morgan Rowe. That was fantastic. Thanks very much. Thanks for Thank letting you. us play it. That's Absolutely. awesome. Thank you. So um, name the players in that, in, in, in that song. Uh, Jason Bell, uh, Doug. What's that guy's name? Epstein. Oh, yeah. I know those guys. Uh, Chris. I forget Chris's last name. I forget Linda's last name. That's okay. I just know him by At least Chris you remember and Linda. them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? No. Was that recorded at uh, at a professional studio or a no, home that studio? Was, that was in a home studio. Okay. Yeah. Do you a act jam practice? Oh, really? Uh, well, I mean, it was actually recorded, but it was kind of a jam. Okay. Yeah. When when you do record, uh, mm-hmm. do you act as also engineer and producer, or do you just kind of say, "Here are my parts," and let someone else no, set levels I, and do stuff, or are you hands on for be, everything? I, I kind of want to be involved in most of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot technical that I don't know, but I know what I I want to hear, so that's how I help. <laughs> and when the other players, so and, and you said something earlier in the in the show that. I guess maybe you'll you don't know exactly what you want to hear, but you know what you don't want to hear. Yeah, there maybe. is definitely a feel that I have that I'm looking for. Um, and you know, when I when I when I presented this song, uh, the song that you just heard, a uh, long way down to uh, the band. Um, you know, of course, it was just an acoustic version with the lyrics. Um, but I had I had a direction in mind, a moody, very moody kind of, and seventies ish kind of. Uh, vibe and Jason uh, who was playing the guitar on this um, I mean out of the box just I mean it was almost like he read my mind Uh, and that's the kind of thing I and Chris as well on the drums it's almost like he read my mind you know Uh, and Doug uh, you know on bass just kind of threw it down and I mean there was not a lot of deliberation on direction Uh, these guys are true musicians and they, um, you know, they came not knowing what the song was, but they came in and were just like, boom. Oh, you presented it it live. You didn't send them an MP3 or anything. No, they, I can't, I, you know, usually I'll come into practice and I'll go, okay, I have this new thing. And that's what, that's what we go. And we just roll with it. And these guys just, I mean, I, by the end of the practice, I had goosebumps, you know, because I knew, and I knew that that was going to be, the song just means a lot to me, period. But, um, it just every time I hear it, I can just close my eyes and I'm just like feeling every instrument. There's no feeling like it, is it? It's the best thing ever. It really is. And you miss it when you play single, like when I play solo. Well, I was going to ask. That's a great transition here. Uh, you do solo performances, but you also have band performances. I do. Yes. I guess it depends on the venue, on what you're going to bring a full yeah. band or just you. I and mean, a lot of times it'll depend on people. Like, can they do the show? You know, so a lot of times it's logistics on that. Um, And a lot of shows are just singer songwriter, you know, one person or maybe a lead guitar player or something like that. But that's a nice luxury to have. Say you're invited to Candle Park Festival, which could, you know, handle the band. Right. There's logistics don't work out. You could still absolutely take the gig. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've done festivals like that solo. It's much more. I mean, when I first moved here, I think I played the Inman Park Festival solo the first year. And then the next several years I played with the band. Do you have good relationships? Does anybody book you? Do you have an agent or do you book yourselves? Or no, just... sadly, I have to do all that. I mean, yeah. you know, the band's like, uh, the people I play with are like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I don't, under, I don't under, uh, understand what they mean by that. It's like, yeah. like it's, in other words, it's like, I'm not helping. No, I'm not helping you. <laughs> I, you know, I, um, yeah, oh, yeah, we could probably get a show there. Well, can you reach out to them? Crickets. <laughs> you know. 
I mean, I love him to death. You know, I love the guy. I lo- love all the, uh, you know, whatever. But you have to sell yourself, too. You have to be yeah. in sales. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of that's really tiring. And, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm really lucky that I have a base of places that I play, you know, my little circle. I've often called myself the best secret in Atlanta, best kept secret in Atlanta, um, because I'm so under the radar that when I play places, a lot of times they're like, who are you and why haven't I heard of you before? And I'm like, mm, best kept secret in Atlanta. <laughs> You know? <laughs> so are you your your own publicist and all webmaster that. and all that. all that stuff? I don't even it's have you. a website anymore. I think I I think I let the uh, the website lapse in payment or something like that. <laughs> like, but that was when I was living in D.C. anyway. So I don't know. I you know um, now it's just mostly Facebook or and I'm I'm horrible re- reverb nation. Like I'm just horrible with like updating stuff. I know, and and social media is a full time job. It is, and I just you know if if. Uh, You know, if I played enough shows or if I could ever play enough shows that I could warrant having someone help me, oh, please, I would help have, I'd be like, SOS, please. (laughs) Now that you're getting, I I see the spark in your eye. uh, Yeah. And and are you going to be a lot more active all year? Are you going to really push yourself to play more gigs and get out new material? Yes. Good. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, and, and, you know, in fact, we can go ahead and say, I mean, I'm uh, February 7th, Eddie's Attic for the Amplify show, uh, March 9th, Amplify. I mean, uh, Eddie's Attic, I'm uh, opening for Mike Colleen. Okay. Uh, And then the band will be uh, at the Decatur Arts Festival. I don't have a date or, I mean, I don't have a day or a time yet, but it's that Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Um, And then I'm in, I'm in uh, Montgomery, Alabama in June. at the Cloverdale Theater. Uh, yeah. At some point, I'll be at Waller's Coffee Shop, I think in April, but we haven't narrowed, I got, hadn't got a date, date down yet, and that'll probably be solo. How do they find you on social media, listeners out there? Uh, Morgan Rowe Band on Facebook. R-O-E. Uh, R-O-W-E. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking okay. the fish. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. I Trust me, I got that all elementary school. Yeah, yeah, and I went to Atlanta Public School, so there you go. Right on. <laughs> K through 12. Right. Um so you do want to, do you have asked, I, I do want to ask, is, is music your career? Or do you have to have a job like the rest of us schmucks? <laughs> well, I, you know, I spent the last um, uh, almost five years taking care of my father. So that was kind of my job. I don't really have a job right now. And that's okay because I'm, uh, you know, I'm semi-retired. And um, so that's all right. But um, I would like to make music uh, more at the forefront of my life uh, than it has been the last five years. I think that could be part of your healing process, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What is the state of local Atlanta music, whether it's singer-songwriters or it's a heavy metal band or, you know, hip-hop? What's what's your impression? I think it's just so difficult to get people to come out and hear you play. Uh, Because a lot of times... Um, an act that's not a uh, a well known act is going to get a crappy time or crappy day, you know. Um, and so, unless you're on the coattails of some coattails of someone like opening for them, you might be able to get a good night and get a good crowd, whatever. But um, for the most part, people just don't go see an artist that they're just not familiar with. Um, now, in the heyday, you know, back when I was playing a lot more. I could get a lot more people into shows. But if I were to say, you know, hopefully, you know, doing this radio show, maybe some more people will show up for like maybe some of the shows. But, um, but you know, I've got to play more shows to get more people interested in me again. I've got to get yeah. back out there. Expose yourself. And exactly. And so that's part of it. Not, you know, I'll, 
I'll I'll play a house concert. I'll do whatever. You know, I mean, I've done that before. I'm um, you know, I, I'm happy to happy to do any of that stuff. So I'll play on your sofa, whatever you need. Just call me up. <laughs> you could play and sleep on the sofa. <laughs> exactly right. In my pajamas, whatever. <laughs> that might be too intimate. I don't footy, know. Yeah, footy pajamas, maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, it is winter. You know, they do have dinosaurs on them. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I've lost my train of thought because I'm dinosaurs. Thinking, yeah, dinosaur footy pajamas. There. <laughs> who, who are some of the artists? That, do you keep tab of current music, current singer songwriters? I I couldn't name one. Quite frank, whether it's local or whether it's a national act. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always a Mary Chapin Carpenter and Sean Colvin. I mean, these are old school. Martin Saxton. Um, you know, I even like Glenn Phillips from uh, you know mm-hmm. used to be Toad Wet's Rocket, and I I uh, so, totally admire his writing. Um, but I absolutely follow it. And, and Lucinda Williams, uh, Emily Lou oh, Harris, yeah. I would absolutely go, I, I would drop everything and go see a show of theirs, you know, because I just, I love, their, their music will touch you, you know, and that's the kind of thing I want to do, you know, that's what I want to project as well, so. In a band setting on stage, will you always have your guitar on or would you take it and just be a, the lead singer for a couple of songs? No, I always play guitar. Okay. Yeah. Is that I mean, of- I- is that like be, your security blanket, maybe? It'd be, it'd be like too weird. <laughs> just they, I <laughs> just mean, me and a microphone. I don't think I could. Do you, that. You, got the, you got a kicking band behind you. I know, but I don't have any dance move, and you know, it'd, be, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be awful. Oh man, <laughs> it'd be a sight to see. I'd be up there like I wouldn't know what to do with my hands. You know, it'd yeah. be like I have them everywhere. It'd be awful. Yeah, it, it's. I guess for some musicians, I I can hide behind the drum set. You know? Oh yeah. See, I don't mind having my guitar and playing. It gives me something to do with my hands. Yeah. It is awkward. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a front person. You right. know, I've always been in the in the shadows. Right. Yeah. No, I, do, I know. I do yeah. make sure you you see me though. I do make Absolutely. sure of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mean, the mem- drummer's kind of important. I, I I think so. Yep. We're the clock. We're the meter. You we, really are. And uh, you know, we we don't get enough accolades. You just don't. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And and you being as a, a drummer. Drum- now, do you still play drums or do you? Uh, I do. I uh, I actually have a um, electric kit. Because you can play that anywhere. That's right. With headphones. And live in a condo. or live uh, yeah. In a, yeah. I mean, I have my own house, but, you know, still, I don't think my neighbors really want to hear it. No, no. No. I mean, I'll tell you that when I when I first played drums, this is something that I didn't say before, but uh, when, especially marching band, marching mm-hmm. drum, snare drum, my parents would be like outside, go on the driveway, go somewhere outside, do not practice this in the house. Uh, you know, my brother played French horn. He, was, he had a master's in French horn, so we had a French horn player. My mom taught piano lessons, and um, hang on, and um, and uh, passing notes in class. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> and so I played drums. So it was a very loud house. So I, bet. I had to go outside, but my brother could still play French horn in the house. I don't know how that happened. Are, are your family were they musical? Yeah, my mom would play piano, so she was very talented. My dad couldn't about- couldn't sing in a bucket with a lid on it. So and what was he thinking, giving you drumsticks? I have no idea. My dad bought me my first set, and it was the worst thing, decision of his life, probably. Uh, you know, I mean, but I, because I think I was beating on everything anyway, yeah. you know, I mean, and they were like, give her these, you know, and, uh, oh, yeah, let's start a fire. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a practice pad, one of those soft, little oh, yeah. rubbery yeah, practice yeah, yeah. pads? Yeah, uh, Ludwig practice mm-hmm. pad, I think it was. I think they were, mine was square, I think. No, mine, was round. Round, mine was round because it went, it, it actually would fit on a snare drum. So you could actually put it on your snare drum and practice with it like that, but it still made that, you know, like that. The noise, you know. <laughs> what is a uh, guilty pleasure for you as far as music or genre or artist? We talked about Hall & Oates. Oh, uh, yeah. Greg played Hall & Oates for Old Man oh, Music yeah. uh, before the show starts. And um, 
I'm a huge Hall and Oates fan. I don't think they're the stigma now that they kind of used to be. Maybe in the 80s, you went, oh, you like Hall and Oates? What's your deal? Oh, you know? God. I mean, people who, people who just don't know that just really haven't had uh, a good education in music, I think. You know, I mean, I, I like a wide variety of music. And, um, you know, some of my go-to, uh, I, I mean, Sarah Bareilles, you know, she's just an amazing songwriter uh, of her age right now. I mean, you know, of, of, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to much of her music, but she's an extremely talented songwriter. Um, that's a guilty pleasure yeah. is to listen to someone like that. But that's not guilty when you know they have great musicianship and they're right. great players or great you know, right. writers and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. What about the Nashville scene? Can something, what you do be done in Nashville or is it strictly just a country music singer songwriter? No, I think that I think that if I had the right song and got put out there, uh, you know, to somebody who might the right person that wanted to listen to it, you know, I mean, I'm not opposed. I think that that would be actually pretty cool is to write songs for other musicians. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I I think that would be one of the one of the most, um, you know, uh, cool things is to have someone else say, I like this song. I'd love to record it, you know, and that would be like, wow. But is that like giving away one of your babies or selling one of your babies? Yeah, I mean, they're but, so personal. But at, at at this stage, I think, um, you know, I don't, I you know, I would always be known as the author of that song. Yeah, you know, and that would never change. So to me, that's okay. You know, I mean, I I would I would always get the recognition that that song was written by me. It was just recorded by someone else. So that's okay. Would you want to? yourself uh perform your songs up in nashville or would, or would, would you have to would you have to go country or could you keep your style as it I is i think i could keep my style i think it's got a little bit of um it's it 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 can be considered a crossover i think i think so i mean some not all of my stuff i've got a couple of new songs that could definitely be considered that what genre of music is way outside your comfort zone that you or or is there is there something other than the, the type of music that you play that I don't know if I'm making any sense at all, but <laughs> what's out, what's outside musically? What's outside of your comfort zone? Whether you're listening to it or even um, considering playing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, do you like country music? I do like country music. I like it a lot because they're probably one of the best um, songwriters out there. Like, yeah. they, like they have the best songwriters. And it's not out always there. about you know my dog and my truck no, and beer. They, they say well, but yeah, no. I mean, it, there there are a lot of great stories. That's the thing with songwriters. You want to tell a story. You want you want to be able to um, lead the audience member uh, down that road. Of where they're trying to take you, and you want them to go with you, and, and you that's, leave it to their interpretation exactly, of your song. Exactly, and I think that I think that country music can do that like nothing else, like nothing else. Yeah, but on, on devil's advocate here, some some of these newer country styles, which I'm not a big fan of, I'm kind of like the old school type stuff. But there's not nothing. There's really not much to to the imagination. I'm gonna drink beer. I'm gonna get drunk. I'm gonna take you dancing. I mean, okay, now that get stuff, it. That stuff. That yeah. stuff has really. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know, but but that's and and that's what's heard a lot more on those radio stations now. You know, but the true country music, uh, you know, the the some of the really good ones, um, just have have great songs. I mean, Willie Nelson. Oh yeah. You know, he's I mean, probably thrown away more songs that are better than oh, anything you hear on the air. For sure. Now. For sure. Yeah. What's the sure. secret? Uh, so, what's the secret? What where where do you are you playing music in ten years? Um, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think I am. 
you know, whether it's by a campfire, you know, I don't know, with a bunch of friends. I don't know. But have, have you thought about campfire shows? <laughs> you know, I have done that before. I've actually done that before. And gotten paid? <clears throat> uh, I don't think I got, well, yeah. I think I got beer. <laughs> well, it's not like Blues Brothers there. Mm, it kind of worked, though. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd be open to any, you know, any of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that for me, writing songs and playing songs, as long as I'm able to share them, that I, I feel like that's, that fills a need for me. I mean, I'd love to make music. I mean, I'd love to make music and make money. You of know, course, I, yeah. I mean, wouldn't we all as mm-hmm. artists, uh, any kind of an artist, but, um, for me, it fills a void once when I can finish a song and it sounds amazing, and I feel that song deep in me. I know that the audience is going to feel it, and I want to share it. Is there any way myself and listeners can hear your other stuff, your older, you know? Absolutely, music? yeah. Um, iTunes, uh, okay. Spotify. Uh, you can either look up Morgan Rowe or Morgan Rowe Band. And let me spell that last name: R O W E. Thank you, very, thank you very much. Yes, thank absolutely. You. It yeah. Took, took fifty minutes to figure that out. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, the first record's uh, uh, called A Night Like This, and the second record's called um, Dancing Along White Line. Cool. And when, were the, when were those recorded? Uh, oh, God. Um, 99 for, um, uh, 1999 for A Night Like This. And uh, the title of that song was written, or that, that track song was written, I was at a Lucinda Williams uh, concert uh, up at the 930 Club in D.C., and I, I just sat there and I was just like, God, nothing. This is like a night like this is just. Wait, that's a great. Yeah. So I went with that and I started writing from that. That's how that happened. I love when inspiration happens like that. Yeah, and so the second record um, was recorded in two thousand six. Okay. So yeah. Do you jot down ideas like on a napkin? Depends. Say you're having lunch and oh. That, that, like a line or even just a hook like you that. know i use my phone a lot now yeah. i did use thing i did use paper more but now your phone is just always with you and it's easy to just say uh you know to, to just type it in or say siri can you put this in my notes or whatever yeah that makes sense yeah. are you going to stay in atlanta for the rest of your life or know. decatur where the atlanta area? i don't know you know i mean i own a home here um i'm a beach person at heart okay so uh there's no telling. I kind of have a kind of have an open door. I just kind of have to walk through it now and kind of figure out what I want to do next. This is but, a pivotal uh, moment in your life, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Yep. Well, how can they get in touch with you again? Uh, social media, Morgan Rowe. Morgan Rowe or Morgan Rowe Band. Okay. Uh, or you can uh, hit me up on uh, Instagram as well uh, at Morgan Rowe Band. Um, and I do have a Reverb Nation Morgan Rowe Band, but. I don't even know that I've been on that, and I don't know yeah. how long. And There's wh- some music on there, and I couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> you don't even know your password. Anymore. I don't. I don't. I think I'm on SoundCloud too, or something like that, because I've downloaded some stuff there. Yeah, hit me up on MySpace. Brett, does that still exist? You know, I I wonder if that. You know, I did have a MySpace. Oh page yeah, everybody from years ago. Yeah, that's how you got your music out before. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For you know, and I, and I'm so over Facebook anyway, but but I use it for music. I I really do use it for me. I'm not on it very often. Yeah. I shared a lot with my dad, but uh, I'm not on it very often for all the other crap. But um, I will watch uh, dog videos or cat videos, though, sometimes, because that's fun. It's a lot better than what's going on right now as far as, I mean, people, for sure. people just vomit whatever they want to say. And I avoid that crap, too. I, I, just, I do. I do. If, if it, I mean, I'll post something like I'm playing here or I'm playing yeah. there, oh, that's, that's about I, it. That's yeah. how I use it, too. And that's I'll, about it. I'll post a couple of pictures of my boys, and that's really about it. Right, you know? right. I just don't spend that much time on it. I try and it's been actually, like, cathartic. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. 
Well, Morgan Rowe, thank you so much for being my Thanks very special guest me. this hour. It's been fun. Absolutely. And um, so we'll, we'll take this show, and it'll be, it'll be online later on this afternoon on my Facebook page. Awesome. And it will be on Morgan's Facebook page because she doesn't know it yet. And then it'll also <laughs> be in uh, podcast form. So my angel, my gu- guiding light, Greg, thank you very much. I would be dead without you. And thank you all for listening. Uh, next week, let me see if I can peek at the calendar real quick and uh, while I'm just wasting valuable airtime. Uh, next week, Nobody's Darlings as the music continues. That's going to be great. I don't, I don't know if all four of the guys are going to be in the studio. I don't know what they're going to bring, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks again for listening. Have a great week and see you next week.